Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, a LYF podcast series where we provide our insights, thoughts, and experiences on self-love exploration. My name is JR, technology coordinator and board member for the Love Yourself Foundation. And my name is Ava, <laughs> growth and development coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation. That's how we're starting this episode, Whoa. people. It's not like it took us 10 times to do this, but <laughs> hello, Ayla. How hello. are you? I'm in a great mood. I... I'm free, JR. I'm living on my own. Oh, boy. And I'm excited, if you can't tell. I don't know how I can make it more obvious. I mean, I'm pretty sure they can get some kind of idea from that intro. But this is exciting news. It so is. I know that the last episode, we were talking about you moving for you to be out on your own for the first time. So give us a rundown. How's it been? It feels really nice to have your own space and it feels like accumulation of all the episodes of really understanding how much a physical space matters and how much routine and habits matter and really finding who you are in a space and I think now that I am open to letting myself expand for one my room is like three times the size so everything has its own place now Mm -hmm. it feels very nice and it's been quite the adjustment from living with my mom to living on my own with just my sister and brother but I think it's going to be a fun ride Mm -hmm. and I'm really happy to see where it goes it's been off to a good start which is nice so this is technically the first week you've moved into your new place you were saying earlier off of the podcast everything was smooth everything was done in one day which is very impressive I would say I wanted it to just be moved everything in the right place and be all set and I'm really happy that I was off of work and I was able to really have the time to be able to set everything up and do that I will say day five and not everything is a hundred percent in its correct spot Mm -hmm. yet only because since I have an expansion of space I've wanted to add a couple things and move things around a little bit so I want more space dedicated to crafts because I really value creativity and maybe we can talk about that a little bit today of how artistic expression can be really important. And I think on our episode on creativity, I I discussed a little bit of Mm -hmm. how there's value in creating, even if you're not selling it. I really want to expand a section of my room really dedicated to that instead of right now it's on a little cart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it'll be nice to be able to do that. I want to get a cork board and have everything set up to be able to dive into any craft that I'm interested in that day, whether it's jewelry, crocheting, painting, drawing. So besides that, everything's pretty much set, but that's cool for now. You know, 
That's exciting, though, because you get that opportunity to do your own thing now and you have the space available to design, to create, to decorate the way you want to speak about decorating. She showed me a video of a little caddy in her bathroom with all her products on it. There's something about that, you know, when you get to do it yourself and you get to put such that, happiness. it's such happiness when you get to see that. I remember moving into my apartment for the very first time. We were talking about this, too. Of like I only had a, a chair a TV and that was pretty much it. And I was just sitting in the middle of my living room just thinking like, oh, what are the possibilities that I can take this? Now I get to design this the way that I want to. I get to decorate the way I want to. And I've been here for about three years now and it's exactly the way I, I always wanted it. So I'm excited for you to be on that as well and to give us more insight once you have all that all set up. And I think that that is going to help you with your creativity too. Definitely. It's very strange going from such a big family with all of our pets and everything to three people and a cat <laughs> inside of a house. It feels like a lot of space. And I'm definitely in a time of reevaluating, reflecting, and really building on where I am now. And I think that there's a lot of periods in our life in each year, really, that we have the time to reflect and decide where we're going to go from here. And maybe I can talk a little bit about that process this episode, because mm -hmm. it is something I find very useful and I'm doing constantly. But I find that in certain parts of the year, or certain things that go on in my life, I find that I go into that kind of drawing board a little bit more. Yeah, I think that as our lives progress and we get into these new environments, especially moving out on your own for the first time, you just can't help but be in that mode, right? Of just going back to the drawing board and see what else you can do or seeing what you can incorporate into your routines or the things that you're doing every day because it's, it's a little bit different. Your perspective is a little bit different. They environment that you're in is different. I think it all helps us kind of understand ourselves even more because we are in a new environment. Definitely. It's really funny because like I said, we had so much space and we had this huge couch that I bought because there was so many of us, five people, it's literally like 10 animals. So they couldn't bring much with them when they left. Mm -hmm. And so we got to keep pretty much all the furniture. So we have this huge, huge couch but they took the TV. And so we have this bedroom, like super small, almost like a desktop computer. Oh. <laughs> and we're on this huge couch watching on the TV. And it's a really funny sight, but it feels very much like the college life of doing the most with the least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it, it makes it fun, but it's it's really funny to look at. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because it, it does just kind of show you how resourceful you guys are. You don't have that much right now, but you're making do with what you got. And obviously, with time things are going to change a little bit Definitely. you'll have more additions and the things that you actually want but in the meantime i mean you make it work make it work <laughs> <laughs> a tv is a tv a tv is a tv yeah yeah the theme of this episode really which we don't always do but i really wanted the episode to be centered around you know building positivity building happiness and excitement in your life and i can start really with that process of where that drawing board is and i'd love to hear your approach as well because everyone has their own way yeah. of doing it but for me usually it comes from a place and it doesn't always have to be in a big transitional period but it can come from like internally you want to have a big transitional period where you're like okay I'm ready for change I'm ready for growth I'm ready for that next step and that can happen really at any time when you mm -hmm. break that barrier in, in your mind for me I like to get out a blank piece of paper and not a lined piece like a printer piece of paper oh, okay have a free drawing period I don't want to be bound by lines hey, I don't, you know no. And I like to write out with no limits what are the things on my mind that I'm interested in. So every time is going to the gym. 
Will it ever happen? Stay tuned. <laughs> I feel like that's the overarching topic that we have in all this, our episodes. Are we going to go to the gym? Is just about us going to the gym. <laughs> Waking up early and going to the gym. Uh, it's insane. <laughs> but I, I just make a list of things and I say, what habits do I want to have? What are things that I'm really interested in? What are things I want to focus on? So going to the gym or journaling or just different habits that I want to set up through the day or different things that I'd like to start, like go rock climbing or, mm-hmm. you know, different hobbies that I could be invested in. So I lay all of those out to have them down in a way. And then my next step is looking at my calendar. And this is something I actually learned during my degree in psychology that you need to understand how much time you truly have. Because a lot of us really, really, really underestimate how much time we have. Yes. <laughs> really. I can't emphasize that enough. A lot of people say, I don't have time. I don't have time. You do, you just aren't realizing how quickly time's going right. by doing other things. So it's said to lay out a week or a month and really plot what you have, like secure that you have to be doing at that time. So whether you have a meeting or what are you working, like places you actually have to be and there is a requirement there. Not things that you're choosing to do, but have to. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see the open space, obviously, because we're, I mean, we're hopefully not working every minute of every yeah. day, but Um, really looking at the open space and obviously even looking at okay when do I traditionally wake up okay mark that when do I how long do I usually take to eat each meal mark that because you need to be realistic about how much time you have and then see how much open space and you'll see obviously if you look on your screen time on your phone too you're spending 10 hours on TikTok let's not talk about that you know we don't we don't have to get into that (laughs) you're spending hours watching Netflix you're you're doing all these things and when you're doing them, time goes by really fast. And mm-hmm. so you feel, oh, I, I've only been watching. Like this morning, I almost was half late. And it's because I got caught up watching Netflix and didn't realize how fast time was going yeah, by yeah, yeah. because it really catches up to you while you're invested in something. Question so, is, what were you watching? Was it Euphoria? A little bit of exposing. No, I did finish Euphoria, though. And I liked it. Very interesting. Do you watch Euphoria? No, but everybody and their mothers watched that show. So <laughs> that's why I asked. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good show. I mean, that's a whole other topic. But <laughs> the show I was watching is actually called The Magicians. It's probably my top three Netflix shows. It's very fantasy. So if you like fantasy and magic and stuff like mm-hmm. that, it's a really good show. I've watched it like six times. This is not my stuff. So that's why I was late. I was watching a show for the seventh time. Oh, okay. <laughs> but hey, that says something if mm. I can still get invested after this meeting. Right, yeah. I digress, though. (laughs) (laughs) A little recommendation in that episode. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, you know. So really looking at your calendar, seeing how much time you have. And once you're able to see that open time, that's when you can decide what you want to be doing with that time. So having building blocks there to build in habits. So adding a morning routine, seeing how much time you genuinely have for morning routine. So if you work at 10 a.m. every day and you know that you will not wake up before 8 a.m., cough cough me you realistically have two hours to get ready for work and do whatever else Mm. eat breakfast you know all these things so you have to plan how much time do you have for those habits and that really sets you up for success as you're growing and moving into that step because you aren't under preparing and you aren't overselling yourself to how much time you have because if i'm like these are all the things i want to accomplish in the morning and I have 30 minutes to do all of them, it's really going to make me feel like I'm not accomplishing my goals and make me lose my motivation. Right. So understanding your time frame is really a crucial first step to building 
that next step of where you want to go. After I do that, I really just lay out the things that are most important for me to put in now. So what habits do I want to start with? Kind of setting your goals as you move right, forward yeah. of what you want to accomplish first in building up there. And that's that's really how I do my building blocks each transitional period, if you will. It's really interesting that you break it down that way because it provides as much structure as you can to introduce either new habits, things that you enjoy the most as much as possible within that day. I will say that is not the way I do it. Love a new perspective. Uh, the perspective is I don't do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> So that is something I need to try and incorporate into my life, my daily routine, just because there is a course that I'm trying to finish right now called Slow Growth. And it's all about YouTube and content creation and how you can progress to make it your business, right? One of the exercises, which I thought was really interesting that you brought it up yourself is really mapping out your day and finding those time slots within your day to shoot content, create your script, edit the video, publish it promote it, whatever it is, to find those pockets within your days to do that. Realizing that when I kind of try to break it down, as much as I say to myself, oh my God, I am so busy. There's like so much stuff that's going on. You're not. You're not that <laughs> It's busy. crazy. And that's what I did in college. And that's why I was able to graduate early is I looked at how long are these tasks actually taking me? And while everything, this is why I recommend to people to write down everything they have to do, because in your brain, when it's more than three things, your brain will freak out and be like, we're, we're going to go insane. We have so much to do. Right. We have so little time. When you can write it down and assign a time frame, like how long does it take for you to do this task? You're able to see, oh, I can get that done in a day. I can get that, you know, it doesn't take as much time as it sits in your mm -hmm. brain. So it's cool to see that you see that as well. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely a realization of just understanding that even though I feel like the task that I'm doing is overwhelming me and taking up majority of my time, if I really look at it for face value, shouldn't take more than maybe an hour, two hours out of my day. Also doesn't help that I'm waking up at 1030 in the morning. So that's like a couple hours are already gone. But <laughs> I digress. There definitely is a lot of time in every day to do the things that you want to do, the things that you need to do. And it's just really trying to just outline it the best that you can. Because if you don't, then you are in my position where everything just feels like it's too much. What I've found is that because, you know, the past episodes I've talked about, I want to do this and this and this. It's day five. I'm not doing them yet. I mean, I've done here and there, not in a full routine, not in anything. I want to talk about Parkinson's law because we've never talked about it before. Basically, if you're not familiar, the law states that work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. In short, it means that however much time you give something, it will take up the entire amount of time. And so... Mm. I've found that if I don't schedule anything, like even if I put in my calendar, like from 8 to 8.30 a.m. eat breakfast, like if I don't schedule it, it will take up as much time as I'm willing to give it. Like literally can take up two hours. Wow. And that works with any task. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that it will fill that. So if you are giving yourself two weeks to complete an essay, that's why it's going to take you the entire two weeks because... People will put it off knowing they have more time. And that works with any tasks in our day. And so I've realized now when I'm doing this, you know, evaluation and reflecting that I need to schedule times in like in the morning or like have something written out that I know I have to follow every morning. And so once I build that structure, I know what I'm allowing myself. I know it's 10 minutes for this. Mm -hmm. And you're able to complete that because you're like, okay, what's 10 minutes? What's 
20 minutes, you know, what's even an hour for, for this whole task. And once you're able to do that, you're able to complete a lot more things. Wow. What was it called again? It's called Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law. Never heard of that before, but makes entire, it makes complete sense why I would do that. That's why deadlines are so important. Right. And I think that coming from my own personal experience that a lot of the tasks that I do, whether it's for Love Yourself Foundation, Random Golf Club, stuff that I need to do for my business, Black and Tan Show, I'm allotting so much time to tasks that should be done relatively quickly. For example, an example, an edit to a video for the Black and Tan Show that I do should really only take maybe four hours. If it's a 30-minute video, edit it down, whatever the case may be. It should be like four to six hours to get that done at my level of expertise. But... I end up having it drag out for a week because I feel like it's going to be so long to get it done that I've already tricked myself into thinking that, okay, well, you said in your head it's going to take a week. You're giving this, it a yeah, week then. Yeah. Now it's going to feel like it is going to take a week mm-hmm. when really I could just be done in one day, which I ended up doing a video the other day because I told myself, I want to get this done this afternoon. It was done in the afternoon. See? Crazy. <laughs> Crazy when you what put it in that perspective. Yeah, exactly. When you put it into that perspective, it's it's definitely different of, of a feeling to, to see that and know that there is something out there that will kind of attribute to your mind of thinking, this is going to take much longer than you expected, but really should just be done relatively soon. So Yeah, that's why whenever I meet with someone or do things, whenever it was for school or, or, or in any capacity where I'm assigned a task, I would always ask, can you give me a deadline? Even if it's someone that is working under me, quote unquote, or it's not a task that's important to have done quickly, I'm like, I need a time frame because if you don't give me one, I will give myself as much time as mm-hmm. I can. Not to say that I need that much time, but it's really that we want to give excuses to do other things too, even though it doesn't need to take that <laughs> right. long. So it's really interesting and in that I've found that that has worked for me, just making sure that I have deadlines because then it's kind of an accountability and it shortens the time frame that I would give myself. Right. So how do you manage when deadlines can't be met or you set yourself for a specific time, but know that once it got to the end, you're like, I need more time. So how do you manage that? It doesn't happen. It doesn't. And here's why. Because when I'm setting deadlines, I don't make it unrealistic. The Parkinson's law isn't saying that you can write an essay in 10 minutes if you want to give it 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes. Like it just says that if you don't give yourself a time frame that you will take up as much time as humanly possible for the task. And so for me, when I'm having deadlines assigned to me or I'm assigning them to myself, I I'm very logical about how much has this taken me in the past to do. Can I give myself a little leeway here and frame it that way? So I know that it's possible to reach the deadline. So that way, if I didn't, then that is 100% my fault. And there was no excuse why I couldn't do it. I mean, if things come up, right? I mean, I never assign things to be done tomorrow, you know? Usually it's at least a week ahead of time of things working out and stuff. I mean, being realistic of your time frame. But in that case, there should be no, oh, something came up today. I couldn't get it done because you've had five days prior to do it. Mm -hmm. So it it holds myself accountable. And this may not work for everyone, but I find that when I have that accountability on myself, it gives me that force of energy to be able to get it done in that time frame. Yeah. And I think that there is obviously a sense of accomplishment when you can hit that deadline or be early of that deadline that it encourages you more to 
Like, Either, yeah, I can yeah, do this. Yeah, I can do this. It's not as time consuming as I thought it was going to be. Or just the sense of being able to complete something just feels good. So being able to stick to those deadlines are really important. And I think that that is something that I want to kind of incorporate into my own life just because I think that I could take on more knowing that the things that I'm doing are going to be complete at some point. See, with that, I always, it's funny, um, I haven't done it since I was in college because I've never had that much stuff to do in a day since then. But when I was in college, I used to plan out my entire day. And so if you looked at my schedule, like I would literally say, okay, from this time to this time, sleep. And then from this time and this time, go eat. And then from this time and this time, you know, and I would plan it. And I would say during this block of time here, homework. And I would say which homework I'm doing during that time too. So it's not open to question. And then I would have work in my schedule. And then I would have an hour where I would say whatever you want. Because it's important that as you're scheduling that you let your brain have a time to just do whatever it wants to do because we can't just be robots and work, 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 work from task to task. While you can do that probably for a couple hours at max to do that all day without giving yourself the freedom to just let your brain go wherever it needs to go. That's what really helps me achieve my goals because I I have those breaks in between. Mm -hmm. Or I'll say if I finish early, so if I schedule an hour for homework and I finish early, the rest of that hour, I can do whatever I want. So it really opens it up for you to be able to accomplish things and know there's kind of a reward for doing so. I think that's really interesting piggybacking off of that of just transitioning from a professional work environment to having to set your own schedule. It's definitely a night and day kind of experience where me working at my job, I knew exactly what was going on. My calendar was filled. Like at some point I had a little bit of anxiety because there were so many bubbles on my calendar. (laughs) Yes. But I knew exactly what was happening every week. I knew what meetings I had to be going to. I knew when my projects were supposed to be done. I knew where I had to be majority of the time. Once I left that, you're kind of relying on yourself to do that for for you, right? Mm -hmm. And I have not been the best at doing that. My calendar, if it's not stuff with LIF, it's practically bare at this point. Yeah, no, I feel that. And I tried for a little while to keep up with a um, planner mm-hmm. The planner really helped. I think like actually writing stuff down and seeing it hour by hour really made it more, not official, but more accountable yes. of wanting to get it done. But then at some point that started to fall by the wayside. Now it's to the point where I'm really just up in the air of like what is happening. See, that's what happens for me. It's so weird because same thing out of college, not as many tasks. I have too much time that the structure is too open to my desire mm-hmm. in a way that I have six hours a day that I can do whatever I want. Then it's like I can't set that routine for myself to spend 45 minutes at the gym and this much of that time here, here, here. And that's why if I'm not writing it down or putting it in my calendar, because that's the best way for me to do it, then it's just not going to happen at all, (laughs) which is weird that it works that way. If it's not like planned out in a solidified calendar yeah, that it just is, okay, I guess it's not happening. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely resonate with that because these tasks that I need to get done usually will wait until late into the day. And then even then I don't really am involved in it too much just because there is so much time in the day that now it's kind of like, yeah, I can, I can do this right now. I can do it later. It's not like exactly, uh, you know, I, I have so many hours and I, I can get that. I can get and that then done later, later. You're not feeling like, it. You know what? I'm, I'm kind of tired. Yeah. Tired from what Jay? Tired from <laughs> what, what work were you working yeah, exactly. on? Nothing crazy how that is. Exactly what I feel. And I want to backtrack 
again, back to the theme of the episode here and talking about after that reflective period, how can we build that positivity, that happiness in areas outside of our life? And I wanted to talk about some things that I have been doing and things that I recommend. One being music in the morning. I kind Mm -hmm. of mentioned that the other episode. And I created a playlist on Spotify that's literally called Morning Ready. And it's just good songs to listen to in the morning. And that in its own, and I guess you have to just be a fan of music. I don't know if there are people that aren't. But when I wake up, being able to play that playlist and just get in a good mood, that gets me started for my day. And I get to accomplish tasks because I'm like, okay, I'm awake. I'm ready for the day. I'm dancing. I'm singing. So that's a big part of it for me. And then on top of that, something I recommend, and I don't have social media anymore besides TikTok, but when I had Instagram, something that's really important is curating your feed and your following in a positive light. A lot of us don't give value to the fact that what we consume really defines our mood, defines our belief in mm-hmm. our value in ourself. So what I did when I had Instagram is really look at who I'm following and making sure I follow a lot more accounts that really spread that positive message, talk about self-discovery, self-love, things that I'm interested in, people that have belief in people in the world and change. And when I did that, a lot more of my mood was boosted because I was reiterating that voice in my head. I think it's really important for people and something you can do pretty easily just go through who you're following on social media and for me a lot of the times that meant muting people okay <laughs> i won't unfollow you because we're friends right but i don't necessarily need to see your content so i would just mute nobody knows the difference yeah, yeah. so using that to your benefit and making sure it's filled with positive light and same thing with snapchat i probably had 200 people on snapchat brought it down to 30 and a lot of people were like whoa why are you removing <laughs> <laughs> and i was like we aren't really friends yes i knew you before and i don't have any bad blood but having only people that really are a support system and in your circle and people that you talk to regularly again helps build that community of support that love and interest in what you're doing Mm -hmm. so it's not just artificial looking at people and what they're doing even though you never talk to them right yeah Yeah. i think it's funny though that you do get that kind of reaction from people when you are making that transition for yourself on social media and wanting to curate more positive accounts that you're seeing people will immediately be like wait are we not friends because you stopped following me on (laughs) on instagram that's why i don't unfollow i make sure of that (laughs) it's just it's crazy in the sense that that's kind of the world that we live in and we have been living in for quite some time now that's really important to people where i could care less honestly like if you're following me if you're not it is what it is. You're following me for a reason. And if you don't follow me, that's, it's not like I'm going to see you in person and be like, hey, um, by the way, I was looking through my followers. And I noticed that you're not on there. So I don't even <laughs> want to pull your phone out real quick. So you can... <laughs> I think that for me, that's very interesting you think that way. For me, when I had Instagram, if it was people close to me, people I did talk to and they weren't following me anymore, I'd be like, whoa, like, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> But if it was people I haven't talked to in years, I get it. I would be like, yeah, I would unfollow you too kind of thing, you know? So it's really interesting. Yeah, I think it's definitely a balance between personal connection and connection over social media. That obviously I prefer personal connection, but not everybody's in my vicinity to do that, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also understand that the stuff I post might not be something somebody wants to look at or might get to be too much. It almost feels like an obligation. Yeah, exactly. To follow people just because you know them. Right. That's where my mentality comes with that is that I totally understand. So is that how you approach following other people? I would say, okay, so going 
back to what you were saying of creating that positivity and, and following the things that are going to make you happy, right? I follow a lot of golf content because that's one of my passions right now. And I'm really getting involved in the golf space here in Las Vegas. So that promotes more positivity for me in this light of seeing different content creators in the golfing space that don't look like the normal golfer, mm-hmm. quote unquote, people of color, women, kids, all that stuff that generates positivity knowing the game is going in the right direction or the direction I see it should go, Mm -hmm. right? But also it provides that not necessarily positivity, but that idea that doing content creation within the golfing space is possible. So seeing other creators in that area Mm. gives me hope or, or generates that excitement of like, I could do this too. And the stuff they produce is really cool stuff. I want to do that too. So I think influence or influencer is definitely a wishy-washy word sometimes because you never know what type of influence somebody's going to have on a person. Mm-hmm. It could also have a negative impact on someone. But those pages, those people influence me in a way that makes me believe I could do this full time. Which is good. I'm it's glad great. that you have your content, you know, organized that way. Yeah. So following those individuals definitely helps me out with that. But of course, I'm following my friends too. And I think that also brings up positivity within me because a lot of the people I follow who I've either been really close with or even I haven't talked to since high school or something like that, to see where they're at in their own lives as far as career-wise, family, whatever the case may be, that also brings positivity because it shows that people are doing well. Mm-hmm. At least that's the perception that you see on social media that people are doing well or are being successful in their arena. That is so cool. And I've gone out of my way to compliment people. If they start their own business or they're doing something really big, I will send a message to them like, hey, this is so cool to see you doing this or to see where you started and where you're at now is so cool to see, keep it up. That provides positivity for me too, because then it makes me realize like, hey, I'm on the same journey. I'm doing similar things that everybody else is going through at this time that allows me to kind of sit back for a while and just be like, hey, it's okay. Life is going the way it's supposed to be going. Things are happening and eventually you will get to that point too. But seeing everybody else getting to that point and where they're at puts things in perspective and knowing that, hey, this is a journey. This is going to take some time to get where you want to go, but you can do it. Yeah, I think that really demonstrates the importance of surrounding yourself with people, whether you know them or not, that really share that value of life, I think. Mm -hmm. And just that positivity can exemplify the possibilities is the best way to put it. And I'm wondering, besides, you know, what I've mentioned, having a positive social media or listening to music in the morning, is there anything else that you can think of that you do or want to do that help you really build that positivity that surrounds you? Um, We talk about it all the time. It has always been part of our conversations, but I think really health-wise, either going to the gym or doing something at... Full I know, circle. She's already shaking her head. She's like, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I think that it's important. And I, I say that out loud. I'm still not doing it, but I know the importance <laughs> of it. <laughs> that doing something physical, whether it's going to the gym and lifting or doing yoga at home or just lifting five, 10 pounds, just doing something promotes more positivity, not only in your body, but in your mind too. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I enjoy going out to play golf because as frustrating as the game is, and trust me, I don't even know why I play this game sometimes. (laughs) The fact that I get to go out in nature, like the last course I played was Reflection Bay over near Lake Las Vegas. I haven't been there in over a decade. Beautiful out there. There was a coyote running around outside. Like, I don't get those other experiences doing anything else. So being out walking a course, being outside in nature, whatever it may be, definitely can attribute to your mental health, 
your physical health as well. So I think adding that into your routine would be beneficial in some way. Yeah. No, I'm happy to hear that, honestly. It's really nice. Like I've mentioned before, you can't really have a a good mental health, if you will, if your physical health is not there. Mm -hmm. And that's why going to the gym is always on my goal. But we talked about last time, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be going to the gym. It's just some sort of physical activity that you're interested in, whether it is like a Zumba class Mm -hmm. or yoga or whatever. That really helps propel you moving forward. And I think that's why it always comes up for us. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hoping one day we'll get there. If you're listening to this and you know the secret to unlocking that possibility, let us know. Yeah. We might even want to have you on the show so you can explain this to us (laughs) and everybody else listening. I will say, though, I do get a little bit of exercise. I do dance a little bit sometimes in my apartment. 9 p.m. I'm putting on music. It's just me. Obviously, the uh, blinds are closed. I don't want (laughs) to subject anybody to these uh, horrible dance moves. But just moving your body. I think we've talked about this before, too. Just, it's meditative actually yeah it's amazing so uh, you know for you what you had said about you waking up in the morning putting on music singing and dancing that's starting your day that's starting your body that's starting your mind mm-hmm. so i think that's really cool yeah it's really great and what i've found you kind of backtracking here i have a whole walk-in closet now because nice. i'm in the master bedroom and we've talked before about how clothes really can have a big role in your confidence and your happiness and it's really interesting seeing how much clothes i actually have mm-hmm surprisingly did not realize (laughs) and you know part of this reflective period for me is going through does this spark joy process with clothing and it's hard for me actually because i remember how important clothes would be and how much i would love wearing them Mm -hmm. and just how i don't feel that way anymore and it's really strange because at the time when you're spending so much money buying them you're like i will wear this forever right and i will always like it and then two years later i'm like i don't feel this way anymore So it's been really interesting for me. And again, part of my process now is thinking about what kind of clothes do I want to wear? And when it comes to building your self-love and going on that whole process and exploration of your identity, all of these things matter. Mm -hmm. What your space looks like matters. The clothes you wear matters. The things that people are telling you, not even just you directly, but what social media is telling you and all of that contributes to your happiness. Mm -hmm. And so it's been exciting for me to have the realization, I guess that's one of the first steps um, of, okay, so much change is going to be happening and different things are going to be working its way. But the anticipation for the future is going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm excited for where that is going to go for you. Because again, it's that journey, right? This is a new chapter in your life. And and to see where you were at just a year ago to where you're going to be at at the end of this year is going to be, in my mind, pretty big. You know, these are all new experiences for you. So it's going to be interesting to do a recap at the end of the year of where you were at the beginning to where you are now. And it's going to be really interesting to see. Mm -hmm. Forever on, continuously growing. Mm -hmm. I think with that, we can move into our quotes for this episode. Favorite part. What is your quote here? My quote for today is, money and success don't change people. They merely amplify what is already there by Will Fresh Prince Smith. (gasps) I love Will Smith. He's my favorite, (laughs) literally my idol. Wow, very shocking. See the synchronicity there? Yeah. I mean, that quote for now, I'm pretty sure for you too, is now that you're living on your own and realizing even more so the importance of money and all that, that money and success shouldn't change who you are, 
should definitely help you in your Hierarchy life. Hierarchy of needs. Exactly. Helps those first two. But if you are just a good, genuine person, money and success doesn't change that. Mm-mm. You know, you're still going to be the same person, which I've heard quotes of people who are quote unquote bad people. Once they get money and success, they just are still bad people. Whether or not that is true, I'm sure in different spaces, people change, of course, but I think you shouldn't get lost in the idea of having a lot of money or having a lot of success. Because it's not the goal. Yeah, it's not the goal. It's just a nice additive to what you're trying to do. But ultimately, you're still trying to be the same person that you are, just in a different space or light. Yeah. In defining success, we get asked all the time, what does success mean to you? And I think the pivotal point where your life will change is when someone asks you what it means to be successful, you say happiness and you don't say money. And I think when your goal in life is to be happy and not to be rich and have all this money, I think that's really where life will change. And that's, I think, what Will Smith meant by the quote saying that like money and success amplify who you are, because if your goal is always going to be that, it'll never be enough for you. Right. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring that up too about the goal is happiness that a lot of people will see this quote and they'll see who said it being Will Smith. People would say, oh, yeah, it's easy for you to say that you're crazy rich, right? What people don't realize when they say something like that, they don't understand where that person came from. A lot of people weren't born. Yeah, exactly. Get his book. I'm not even joking. I have it. And you realize very quickly that he worked very hard. Yeah. Majority of people aren't born into money. Mm -hmm. And people really grind hard to get to where they're at. That eventually, once they get to that point, they realize, okay, now I have the money. But what? what, Yeah. Now what? That now what or what it always has been is happiness. Mm -hmm. That's all you're really looking for. Whatever the happiness looks like to you is going to be different for everybody, but that should be the ultimate goal. Beautifully said. Thank you. What is your quote? So my quote is by Aristotle. Okay. Going way back. Knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. Whoa. I know. When I See, that's exactly what I said when I found it. I was like, wow, why have I not said that one before? But that's really at the forefront of what we're doing here, JR, mm-hmm. is we're really exemplifying that once you begin that journey, really, and know yourself then you can start seeing the world differently. That is amazing. I'm so like, <laughs> like <laughs> speechless a little bit because it sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. But throughout this entire show, all these episodes that we do, we realize the simplest thing is the most important. It just makes complete sense, which is really interesting when it's put in that type of context of how real that is. Yeah, I'm speechless, even though I said some things earlier, but <laughs> still speechless. And so for our last segment, something new on the episode is we have our very first question okay. from an audience member. And so this week's question is from Miriam L. And she asks if we can explain more about what our journaling mentality is and what kind of prompts we go through when we are thinking about what we're journaling about. So I wanted to expand on this. So if you were also listening and wondering this, when I journal at night and I'm reflecting on the the day behind me, Mm -hmm. the things that I think about are what parts of my day did I feel like my best self. So when did I feel really confident? When did I feel really happy? When did I feel pretty? Thinking about like what centered around those times and how can I do that again? Or what times can I reflect on that I felt like I wasn't my best self? Maybe I was gossiping or I wasn't doing what I want in in my values and who I want to be. I really write those down and reflect on why they happened in order to better prevent it or move forward for the future. I always look at what did I spend my day doing? Mm. So did I, did I spend six hours on TikTok? And really reflecting on, was that the best use of my time? Maybe 
I was having a bad day and that was, yeah. you know, that was that your helped. escape. Yeah. Or maybe I can better reframe that. So really journaling at night and reflecting the best way that I do that is really looking at those points of the day to find how do you replicate your happiest points of the day and how do you change when you were disappointed and then looking at how can you better use your time tomorrow. And that is something that I'm trying to incorporate in my journaling is the method that you have been doing for yourself. Because usually when I am journaling, it's more of a emotional trigger where it's something I need to get off my chest or get off my shoulders, whatever the case may be. So for me, it's not necessarily a prompt. It's just for me to use it as kind of therapy. Like venting. Just, yeah, just be able to vent. Exploration. Exactly. Because majority of the time, I'm pretty open book. I'll talk to anybody about anything that's going on with me. But there are those cases where I, I really just don't want to talk to anybody. I just need to put this on the page. So that's kind of what I use journaling for. And so it's more of a... I mean, I think both methods are important and are useful. Yes, 100%. And so if you are listening and you have questions for us, leave those comments on our Instagram at the LY Foundation on our podcast posts and we will reflect on the next episode. Yes. By the way, speaking of next episode, we got to get into our challenge for everybody. Yes. So this next challenge that we're going to do is keeping up with a morning routine can be one thing can be multiple things whatever you want to take on pick something that you can do every morning and see if you can do it for a week and then we'll discuss it on the next i'm gonna try my best i'm gonna be ambitious and do five things oh okay (laughs) we'll see see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm gonna put the gym on there (laughs) i'm not because i know that that's not happening (laughs) oh man so yes everybody uh join in on the challenge Pick a morning routine that you want to introduce. Maybe something brand new, something that you've been wanting to do, anything. Mm -hmm. And see if we can do it for a week and then we'll talk about it in the next episode. So similar to asking questions in our next post on Instagram, let us know how your challenges have been going and and specifically this one for the morning routine, if you're able to do it and what did you end up doing? And I hope this episode helped you with learning how to love yourself even more and find new ways to build those habits and reflect on your life to grow even further. With that, we want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what self-love means to you. Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation as always. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home.